Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. If I know anything about anything, I know a little bit about sweat. Actually, I know a lot about sweat. If you're still listening, (laughs) that's what we're going to talk about today. And the general question I get about it is, if you sweat more, do you burn more calories? Other ways of putting it, people will ask me, you know, Tom, if I'm not sweating after a workout, does that mean I didn't work hard? So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about sweat, what it is, what causes it, and how it's connected to exercise. I'm going to give you the science, give you a couple studies, and it's going to actually surprise so many of you. I'm going to give you a question shortly that's going to surprise you. And it's going to really surprise most of you when it comes to sweat rate. But it's all good news and it's all science-based. And let's just just get into it. (laughs) So when I say I know something about sweat, uh, in several different areas as far as my fitness career over the years. uh, First of all, I've raced in so many ridiculously hot and humid climates. I did Ironman Malaysia, which... It was 104 degrees, and I believe it was 98% humidity. It was just brutal. During the run, I would run across the street to try to get that little bit of shade. Even though I was running farther, I, 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 anything to get out of the sun. 
It was brutal. Ironman China, the same thing. I did the Honolulu Marathon years ago. Amazing. In December, Christmas music playing. And if memory serves, we started at 4.30 in the morning, I believe, because obviously they wanted the race to be run and, and finished as soon as possible before the, the hottest part of the day. I did the Hawaii Run to the Sun. Incredible. It actually went from heat to to cold because that race was from sea level to the 10,000-foot summit of Mount Haleakala, the greatest event, one of the greatest events I've ever done. And I've done the Hawaii Ironman several times as well. So just a lot of experience in the heat and sweating, okay? And then when I started doing fitness videos many years ago, my original fitness videos I shot in real time. I did not edit. I did not stop the cameras. And I did not wipe away the sweat. And that was a good and a bad thing. There were people who said they were so appreciative of the real just video aspect of it. I, I, I even left in, you know, some stumbles when I didn't do something perfectly. I didn't stop the camera and redo it because when I was fatigued, I wanted people to see that. And when I was sweating, I mean, it has always blown me away when you see some of these videos and you're like, that person is not sweating at all. Well, guess what? Many of them are. And actually, when I give you that one thing about sweating and fitness level, it will come back to this. They are getting toweled off nonstop. And that's just, that's not helpful. So you're sitting there drenched in sweat. This person hasn't dropped, you know, one little tiny droplet on the floor and you're going, what's going on? So that's, that's a big deal. And actually when I did, so those were my own videos. And then I did do a bunch of others, including the abs diet workout, shot it in LA, my sweat rate so crazy. And <laughs> in between uh, breaks, they didn't want the sweat. They had a huge tube, basically an air conditioning tube, probably like four feet across. And I would just sit in it to try to cool down because, uh, yeah, my sweat rate is up there. And finally, you know, when I used to teach different classes and especially group cycling, the puddle underneath my <laughs> bike, enormous. I used to say that, you know, the front row, I'd warn the class, I'd say, this is like SeaWorld. This is the splash zone. They should have it marked off and even behind plexiglass because I sweat. And we're going to talk about why and, and how it's related to fitness level and all the other factors. All right. So here's the question I'm going to pose to you. Who do you think sweats more? Is it a person who is really fit or is it a beginner exercise or someone who is just starting their fitness journey? Who do you think sweats more? Take a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to give you the answer and it's going to start the whole conversation about what is connected to sweat rate and do you have to be drenched in sweat for it to be a hard workout and does that correlate with the amount of calories you burnt? Quick break. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Gotta say, I'm enjoying this topic. (laughs) Sweat. I I don't think I did say that there were criticisms of my original fitness videos because I was so drenched in sweat. It was a turnoff to some people. I get it. And you know what? I was willing to lose those people. I was willing to lose them for the reality of it. And that's just who I am. (laughs) But I get it. Uh, It could be a little overwhelming. So let's, let's just talk about exercise. So exercise and how it's correlated, connected to sweat and calories and all that kind of stuff. So really quickly, let's do the science. So during exercise, your body produces heat, right? And a significant amount of energy is wasted and then it's released as heat from your exercising muscles, Okay, you have an increased rate of metabolic heat production. Your, your body's getting warmer. Your core temperature's rising. You have an increased internal body temperature. And so your thermoregulatory system says, hey, wait a minute. We got to cool this back down. I want it back to homeostasis. So how does that happen? It's going to start to activate its heat dissipating mechanisms as they are called. Okay. One of those is sweating. When your body temperature rises, your eccrine glands secrete sweat. And it's the evaporation of this moisture that helps you cool off. When it evaporates from your skin, it transfers the body's heat to the air. And because water has a high latent heat, which is essentially the heat required to change liquid water to vapor, back back to chemistry class, right? This process does a pretty good job of cooling down the body. Does Does a great job. As humans, this is one of the great, factors that Dr. Lieberman talks about. Dr. Lieberman from Harvard, born to run, quoted, does all this incredible research into running and exercise and evolution. And one of the major reasons he cites for us being born to run is how great our thermoregulatory system is. We were persistent hunters. We would run down any animal we wanted to because they do a really bad job of cooling themselves. Dogs, Panting, it's not a really good way to cool yourself down. So the evaporation of sweat, and and if you actually study evolution, how our body changed, we used to have a lot of hair, now we don't. And part of that is the thermoregulatory system. Kind of going off on a tangent here, but I love this stuff. Uh, Okay, so how, 
what it, what is it related to? So we sweat. What does that have to do with? I'm going to give you five basic things that are involved when it comes to sweating during exercise. And here they are. So number one, your age. Your age is a factor in how much you sweat. Generally speaking, younger people sweat more than older people. Okay. Uh, one, one thing that always has just tortured me is seeing, you know, an older person, uh, let's say in New York City, it's, it's August, it's 92 degrees, and they're in a three-piece suit. And they're not, this guy's not sweating at all. It's always blown me away, but that's one of the things. That's one of the criteria, your age. Generally speaking, younger people sweat more than older people. Just a quick aside, too. <laughs> uh, very short stint right out of college. Tried the Wall Street thing, living in New York City. 56 in second. Would put on a suit. August, just a couple months in the summer, by the way. Worst time ever or best time because uh, so short-lived. And part of the reason was to put on a suit because I was already had such a high sweat rate. I'd already been exercising for a really long time and, and starting to teach and all that kind of stuff back then. Uh, it was pure torture. I'd have to go down, and anyone who's lived in New York City in the summer knows what I'm talking about. And you have to go down three stairwells into the bowels of New York City, and it's like 900 degrees, and the subway cars are filled, and you have to wait for three before you can even get on one, and that's packed. It's just horrific. <laughs> so my point is, you know, your age has something to do with it. But even back then, I had a high sweat rate, and I'll explain why shortly. So age. Now gender. And this, we've, we've all seen, you've probably seen it, you probably have, have, you know, guessed it as commonsensical almost. Men tend to sweat more than women. We talk about women glistening more than sweating, right? Part of that is due to body size. So men generally are bigger, are way more than women. So that's part of the reason that the gender differences. And that leads to number three, which is weight. Heavier people tend to sweat more because their bodies generate more heat. You're, you're pushing more mass, you're moving more weight around, and you're generating more heat as a result. Okay? Genetics. So here's kind of that, this is one that's tougher, right, to, to quantify. A lot of it comes down to what we'll call biological variation. Some people just sweat more than others, and some people don't sweat as much. And that is due to genetics. But just like weight gain and things like that, yes, genetics play a role. But as you'll see, those factors can change and, and, and you'll see how it's related to fitness shortly. And finally, number five, and this is super important. I'm going to get into this a little deeper because of that. Your environment plays a huge role in how much you sweat. So this goes to the temperature and this goes to the humidity as the, the top two to start it off, your environment, right? So back Ironman Malaysia, it wasn't even the temperature, which was brutal. It was a temperature, actually. It was a huge part. But humidity is a huge factor, dew point. So when the temperature is high, when the dew point, the humidity is high, that's a huge problem when it comes to evaporation, okay? The rate at which water, and in this case, we're talking about sweat, evaporates, depends on how much water is already in the air. On dry days, it's going to evaporate quickly, all right? 
And that's going to carry the heat away faster, and you're going to be able to exercise longer. On humid days, the air is already saturated with water. Sweat is going to evaporate more slowly. And the simplest way of putting this that I have used this line for years is that every drop of sweat that hits the ground, essentially, is a drop of sweat wasted when it comes to cooling you down. It didn't evaporate. All right? It's not to say it's completely wasted, but my point is well taken, right? Is that that goes to humidity um, oftentimes. So we want to sweat. And it's counterintuitive. Get into it. And we want it to evaporate. The evaporation is where the cooling really happens. And humidity is a problem. When you study for personal trainer exams going way back and they talk about temperature and humidity, which is worse, and they'll give you certain numbers, again, it's the humidity. Oftentimes, depending on what temperature they're comparing against, but by and large, because the sweat is not going to evaporate, that is a problem. All right? So now, I'll give you a little more science. It's kind of fun. Again, this is going way back for me. And this is fun. The four types of heat loss. And you're going to see how you can manipulate these in your environment, especially if you're working out at home or taking it outside. You're going to see how this all ties in to sweat and why you may be sweating more or, or why you may be sweating less. Okay, so four types of heat loss. There's convection, there's conduction, there's radiation, and there's evaporation. So radiation, that's your body at rest. It's the body's primary method for getting rid of heat, for discharging heat. And it's a cooling process by which your body loses heat by thermal radiation. Okay? And it's the transfer of heat from one object to another without any physical contact. So most likely it's happening right now as you're listening to this. Well, a lot of people are walking and doing other things. So, uh, but yeah, that is the body's primary method for getting rid of heat, especially at rest. Okay, conduction, it's the process of losing heat through physical contact with another object. So you're sitting in a metal chair, you're losing heat to the object you are physically touching. Convection, now here's something we can start to understand when it comes to sweating. The process of losing heat, and this is through the movement of air or water molecules across your skin. So now we're talking about swimming. We're talking about water, okay? Water, amazing at changing the body's temperature, right, depending on how hot or cold the water is. And now convection, we're talking about fans, <laughs> and we're talking about wind. So let me just go there real quickly. Well, people will say, is running outside the same as running on a treadmill? Here's something that is, you know, they'll talk about the mechanics of the treadmill and, and all that kind of biomechanical stuff and Oftentimes, what's left out is the wind or lack thereof. So if you don't have a fan on you and you're inside and you're running on a treadmill, it is going to feel a heck of a lot harder, not only for the physical aspect of being on a treadmill and going nowhere. So <laughs> you've got the mental part and then you've got the intensity that level is increased if you don't have air across your body. So you're outside and you've got wind. You do, your body is cooling itself down better, again, depending on the temperature and the humidity, obviously, but all things being equal, you've got airflow. And when you're down in your home gym or you're in a, a studio, uh, you know, at a gym somewhere and the airflow is nil, that's brutal. And 
when I do my indoor workouts, I have four fans, <laughs> four fans hitting me from all different directions. And I almost cannot get in a workout indoors without a fan because I'm going to heat up so fast and I need that cooling. And that is why, or one of the reasons, many equipment manufacturers now are building the fans right into things like the treadmill console. Okay, so there you go. Convection, conduction, radiation, and finally evaporation. The one we were talking about at the start, one final time. So you got the blood underneath your skin, right? And it's cooled by means of an endothermic reaction. Here we go to the science, and that allows the sweat to evaporate. And one final time, it's because the transfer of matter from a liquid to a vapor requires heat energy. The energy is drawn from the body. Heat is pulled out of the nearby blood and skin and the body cools. So, now I throw in the sixth one. This is the one I was talking about. This is what's going to blow your mind for the most part because it's so counterintuitive. And now I feel like American Idol, but we're going to take one final break, and when I come back, the sixth reason that I'm sure you probably have no idea about, and you're going to say that can't possibly be right. All right, one final short break. When we come back, this is what it's all about. This is what the show's all about. The sixth reason you sweat or don't. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. If tonight's movie night is just what you need, make it special with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. And we are back talking sweat. I have the greatest job in the world where that's what I get to talk about. Things like sweat. Now here we are. It's completely counterintuitive. Fitness level. 
That question I asked before the first break. Who do you think sweats more, fit person or a less fit person? Here it is. Fit people tend to sweat way more than those who are less fit. And there are two things involved. They not only sweat more, they sweat earlier. But now, if you think what we just talked about, the little lesson you had, well, evaporation, cooling, the body, let me throw this in, said it in many other shows, our bodies are such smart machines. They adapt. They adapt really quickly. So fit people sweat earlier and more than less fit people because the body has learned to cool itself quicker, to be more efficient. All right? Research indicates that as you increase your fitness, your body's heat-regulating systems, again, they become more efficient, they cool you down faster, and they allow you to work harder. You don't read about this. You don't hear this. So your high fitness level allows you to exercise at a higher workload, which generates more heat, and in turn, you're going to sweat more. So we're going to take all of this and now pull it all together, right? We're going to throw in some studies, throw in some studies, and then I'm going to give you the takeaway, what it means. It's probably kind of confusing right now. That sixth one, I only gave you five, and then I threw in the sixth. I was holding that one back for that reason, because it's everything we're talking about. It's everything we're talking about. So give you a great study often cited about this, and it actually goes to two of the factors I just talked about, fitness level and the sex differences, okay? So title of study, Sex Differences in the Effects of Physical Training on Sweat Gland Responses During Graded Exercise. Yes, during a graded exercise. This was in Experimental uh, Physiology, October 2010. All right, so basically 37 subjects, You had 10 trained and 10 untrained females and eight trained and nine untrained males. And they were on a stationary bike for 60 minutes at three different workloads. And what were they looking for? They were trying to see the sex differences in the sweat gland response to changes in exercise intensity in respect to the subject's physical training status. Okay. Takeaway, the local sweating rate on the forehead, chest, back, forearm, and thighs was significantly greater in the trained subjects than in the untrained subjects of both sexes. And it was concluded that training improved the sweating response and a sex difference was observed in the degree of improvement in the sweating response due to physical training. So that just supported two things, that you sweat more and sooner the fitter you are, And that men tend to sweat more than women. Okay. So I'll give you one more study because it kind of (laughs) will play into all this as well. And this is why you might want to exercise in the heat. And you got to be careful and, you know, a whole nother show on, on how to be safe and how to do that. But here's what happens when you exercise in the heat. And it's one reason that people get fitter and sweat sooner and all those kind of things. So title, Heat Acclimation improves exercise performance. That is the name of the study. Journal of Applied Physiology, October 2010. So heat acclimation 
improves exercise performance. Uh, it was a heat training study with 20 athletes, and the study was looking at 12 trained cyclists who were performing tests of maximal aerobic power, time trial performance, and lactate threshold. And they were doing these in both cool and hot environments before and after a 10-day heat acclimation program, okay? And there were eight others in the control group. That's how it comes out to 20 in the study. And after only 10 days of heat acclimation, they showed remarkable gains in VO2 max, increased blood plasma volume, and the body's ability to cool itself. And that's what we're most interested in right now, the body's ability to cool itself. But there also were, were gains. So this is one reason when you see that person, that friend of yours who's out exercising in, in challenging environments, all of that goes into increased fitness level. And part of that is the body's ability to cool itself. So when you cool your body sooner and to a greater degree, you can push higher intensities. So that's a good thing. Okay? So let's bring it all together. So you're going, so what you're telling me, Tom, is that I'm not sweating, so I'm not working hard enough. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. So if you're not sweaty after a workout, it could be, let's, let's say, it could be the environment. If you're always exercising in a pretty cool place and a place where there's, you know, you've got the, the fans or you've got, you're exercising outside and you have wind, that's going to be cooling you down. So you're not going to be sweating as much. If you're a female, if you're a young female, that's part of it. Even if you're an older female, your sex plays a role. And there's that genetic factor I talked about. But here's the thing. You can use that sweat rate over time if you start to really exercise and you start to push yourself more and more. You're going to see that change, most likely, to some degree. May not be huge. You may not see it at all, though. And here's the final takeaway. This is all we need. And, and actually, I'm going to quote, which I really do, but I like her, and, and she's another exercise physiologist, American Council on Exercise. I thought Jessica Matthews put it perfectly. Everybody is different and sweats differently, and how much or how little you sweat doesn't equate to the number of calories you burn. Okay? So there's the takeaway. We were The whole show is about... Is it the amount of sweat? Is there a correlation to calories? Well, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. So you go, don't say yes and no. That, that just leaves. Here's the thing. Science says what? If you feel you are working hard, you are working hard. That's what matters. My wife will be doing a workout downstairs and she'll start throwing numbers out and she'll say, I feel like this should be higher and this. And I'll say, and she's on an indoor bike, by the way, I'll say, did you feel you were working really hard? And she'll say yes, and I'll say, then you were. Now, if you are doing workouts that on a scale of 1 to 10, you're always at maybe a 4 or a 5, you're not going to be sweating for that reason. There's still value in that workout. It depends on your goals. It depends on your fitness level. You may have injuries. You may have health issues. You may be on medication. So this is one of those gray areas, but, but not. So no, if you are pushing yourself super hard, it doesn't matter if you sweat, if that's what your goal is. If you're saying, I know I worked out hard, but I wasn't sweating. Or you say, I went for a walk and I wasn't sweating. Well, again, now we know temperature, humidity, gender, age, 
I'll leave you with this when it comes to the type of workouts you should do. This is why I would ideally like you to mix up your cardio workouts. Some days you go steady state. You spend a lot of time at that level five out of 10. Endurance training for everybody, including professional athletes, you build that base, you spend a lot of time there. And then shorter amount of time, you do your little intervals. You take a class maybe, and you push it. But no, the sweat rate does not correlate to the value of your workout. But know that if that person next to you is, is, has a puddle underneath and they're not on the heavier side, that generally means that that person is fit. Their body is, get, is really good at cooling it down. And that's what's so counterintuitive. But generally speaking to that person, those are, in my experience, highly trained. Ironman, marathoners, ultramarathoners, other sports. They've been doing it a while. And their bodies have adapted accordingly. Does not mean that your workout is any less valuable. It's about consistency. It's about mixing up your intensities. And that's pretty much it. If you're consistent and if you're mixing it up somewhat to start at the very least, then you are doing the right thing. You don't walk out and, and uh, you know, grade your performance on how much sweat is there. Final story, when I was teaching many, many years ago, New York City spin classes, people used to sprint out because it was a hot room and weigh themselves and they would have lost a couple pounds and that made them happy. And I would explain to them, that's water, that's sweat. It's a perfect way to end the show, to show you that the scale is not the be all end all. Because I sweat out an incredible amount of fluid, I will lose three to four pounds in an hour in a hot environment. And that's crazy amount of sweat. But it also shows you that the scale is just one tool to measure our success. And it's, it's a very, it's low on that totem pole as far as uh, what health and, and, you know, how effective your workout is. Because as soon as I drink that water back in, that weight's going back on. All right? So... If you feel you are working hard, you are working hard. If your goal is consistency, then that's all that matters. Sweat, yes. I often say, if you are sweating, that's a good thing. If you're not sweating, that's okay. Be consistent. Mix up your routine. And enjoy what you're doing. Enough. Hope you enjoyed this episode on sweat. (laughs) Now you know why... Your instructor maybe has that enormous puddle underneath them, and you should be happy. Say, hey, that instructor is most likely fit, (laughs) and they're working hard too. All right? So hope that clarifies a little bit. Obviously, the confusion part is the fitness level, but let me go over it one final time. Age, okay? Your age, your sex, your weight, your genetics and your environment. And now you know how to manipulate your environment to work out harder if you want to. If you are working out inside, get those fans. It will make it exponentially easier for your cardio sessions for just about everything to cool it down. You're most likely going to work out longer. You're going to enjoy it more. You're going to feel better because it's not as intense. Your body will be at a lower heat level, and that's a good thing. 
All right. Thank you so much for listening. This was fun. Hope you enjoyed it. I am Tom Holland. If you enjoy the show, please rate it. Uh, even, you know, just rate it. <laughs> and if you have rated it already, thank you. Uh, questions, comments, if you have a place to leave them where you're all listening, uh, please do. And you can contact me, get in touch, Tom H. Fit, Twitter, as well as Instagram, Tom H. Fit, fitnessdisrupted.com. You can email me through that website, learn more about me there as well. And uh, hashtag fitnessdisrupted. And I will see those on social media. And finally, a new book coming out in just a couple weeks. You can pre-order it. It is the Micro Workout Plan. Really excited. It goes to everything I've talked about here, my sixth book. And you can get that in your hands in just a couple weeks, if not sooner. So the Micro Workout Plan. Thank you so much for listening. I have the greatest job in the world. And there are three things I talk about at the end of just about every episode because it's so important three things we can control, how much we move, what we put into our mouths, and our attitudes. And that is awesome. I am Tom Holland. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite with just two caps. Capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.